brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Welcome back, everybody. It is um, Monday night, Monday night, um, October 2nd. And uh, I don't mean to start on a down note, but I think it's important to remember these two great Boston athletes that we have lost. First and foremost, um, Tim Wakefield, uh, who is gone at the age of 57 years of age. Um, uh, it doesn't seem so long ago uh, that the Red Sox were uh, using Tim Wakefield in playoff and World Series games, and uh, um, he was a he was a, a Red Sox icon. Who then? I'm sure all of you who have read the newspapers today, whether you're sports fans or not, uh, remember how much he did for the Jimmy Fund and for the battle against cancer, and then ironically. You know, the middle of last week, uh, Kurt Schilling decided to mention it on his podcast, apparently against the wishes of the Wakefield family that not only um, Tim was suffering from brain cancer, but his wife was also dealing with a serious form of cancer. <sighs> and th- that was sh- that was shocking in of itself. Uh, and but I thought to myself, well, you know, if anybody can can beat a disease like this, it would be someone like Tim Wakefield, who always maintained himself in pretty good condition. And uh, we're here in Boston with all of the great medical facilities and uh, and and physicians available, not only to to all of us, but more importantly to to people like Tim Wakefield. I'm sure that he had the best oncologists um, you know neurosurgeons that that you could possibly imagine uh, but I also remember what that this was the disease that took the life of um, senators John McCain and also senator Ted Kennedy and there are a lot of people who uh, who deal with you know brain there's no cancer is good I mean let's be honest but when you talk about brain cancer it's it's a tough tough diagnosis um, to to deal with and I was watching Channel 5's news this afternoon and um, Ted Wayman uh, interviewed one of the nurses from the um, the Dana-Farber Center Uh, and I guess as late as Saturday night Tim Wakefield had called her and um, and said that he had hoped to maybe walk uh, a portion of the Jimmy Fund uh, Walkathon Marathon, which took place on Sunday yesterday, <sighs> uh, you know, I mean, it's when you 
when you contemplate the courage that that Tim Wakefield displayed both on the field as an athlete, but also what he did in his post career, uh, and just listening to the tributes tonight, which I had no, I mean, I knew he was a good guy and all of that, but never realized that he was as deeply uh, involved in the, the the battle that, particularly for kids with uh, with cancer. And then all of that is compounded uh, today when it is uh, when we learned that Russ Francis, who was a, uh, and again, some of you don't remember Russ Francis because you weren't around in the 1970s or in the 1980s. Uh, but when I say Russ Francis was Rob Gronkowski before Rob Gronkowski, I think many of you who are football fans going back to the Patriots recognize that this was one tough dude uh, who apparently in later life had many uh, interests. I was reading some stories about him today that apparently he was a, a pilot of a uh, a great pilot. And, and I guess as a player, he actually owned a small plane and would, would fly to practices, uh, much to the consternation of his coach, Bill Walsh. Uh, he died um, yesterday in a, in a small plane crash up in Lake Placid, New York, where apparently he ran an aviation school. So what I wanted to, to do was just to give everybody an opportunity to remember these guys. Um, Tim Wakefield, certainly, but also Russ Francis. I mean, uh, in, in terms of importance to the city, I think Wake was more important because of the, the time that he spent here. Uh, and the success that the Red Sox had while he was here. Um, you know, Russ Francis was very important because in the, some of the darkest days of the Patriots, uh, he was one of the stars of the team and uh, helped define the position of, of tight end for those of you who are football fans. And the other th point that I'd like to make, and I hope some of you can identify with this, because we call this North America's back porch, and if we were sitting on a back porch in North America, certainly in New England tonight, the conversation would revolve for some time around Tim Wakefield and Russ Francis. It's amazing how I think we view our own mortality through the lives of these professional athletes. We probably do it. Other people probably do it in terms of uh, movie stars uh, or, 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 or entertainers, um, singers, artists. Um, but athletes in a, in a city like Boston or New England, when you consider the Patriots, uh, we live in tie. I mean, there, there are some of us who have no interest in sports, okay? Uh, but those of us who do, and I'm one of them, I, I'm not a sports talk show guy here, and I know that I'm delving into waters that we normally get don't go into tonight, but but i got to be honest with you, the, the conversation on Nightside should uh, should go where you want it to go, and I, I can't help but believe that my audience tonight would like to re remember a story. Maybe you got an autograph from uh, Tim Wakefield at the ballpark uh, as, as a child, or, or, or maybe you met him somewhere. Uh, love to know that interaction. Russ Francis uh, again, for some of our older listeners who were around when the Patriots were struggling. <laughs> the Patriots struggled for a long time, uh, from uh, 19, uh, 
they had good teams, uh, teams that just never quite got there. There was always a ref's call or or, or something that, that that ended their seasons. They did finally get to a Super Bowl in '86, and and they got they were trounced by the Bears by uh, Jim McMahon's Bears, and then they finally did get to the. Super Bowl, uh, the 9-11 season, uh, they became really America's team uh, that season after um, after 9-11 uh, and, and went on and, and won the Super Bowl, the, the first over Saint, of the St. Louis Rams, the greatest show on turf at the time. Anyway, I just would, would love to give you an opportunity to, um, to reflect about maybe you've never met either one of these guys, which is in all probability the likelihood, but to, to sit and watch Tim Wakefield uh, pitch a ball game during his career. He won 186 times as a Red Sox over 17 years, his 17-year career. And there were times when I think he got left off a playoff roster here or there, if I recall. I, I think I'm correct. But he always rose to the occasion. Um, he did give up the home run to Aaron Boone in 2003. I was in communication today with Mike Timlin. I invited Mike to join us on the show, and Mike perfectly understandably um, you know, declined. Uh, again, a great guy and a guy who's given back to the community a lot in terms of ALS. So uh, it's you and me, and uh, this is America's back porch, North America's back porch, and this is really New England's back porch for this hour. So uh, your memories of Russ Francis and Tim Wakefield, 617-254-1030, and also 617-931-1030. The point I wanted to make was I do believe that that our own mortality is reminded uh, in our minds every time something like this happens because oftentimes the, uh, the, the, the people who we hold up, and, and rightfully so in many cases, in Wakefield's case and, uh, and certainly in Russ Francis's case, I think they were good citizens as well as great athletes, but we hold them up uh, as our idols, as people who we uh, wish we could have been, uh, and yet our, our own mortality, I think, is reflected in their passing because these um, these super athletes, uh, they're mortals just like we are, um, and they are subject to all of the um, the vicissitudes of life um, that come along, whether it's an airline crash or a bad diagnosis. Um, and I'd like to pay tribute to them, and, and I hope you'll join me. 617 617-931-1030, Tim Wakefield and Russ Francis, both gone, gone much too soon. Join the conversation back on Nightside after the break. Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ, Boston's News Radio. Right, we're going to go to phone calls. Let me start it off with Chris from Woodstock. Chris, I'm not sure if that's Woodstock, New York, Woodstock, Vermont. Whereabouts are you calling from, Chris? Woodstock, Connecticut. Well, you know, I should have figured there was another Woodstock or so there. So thanks very much, Chris. It would have been good to know if it was Woodstock, Connecticut, but I got it now, that's for sure. Woodstock, Connecticut. Welcome, Chris. Thanks for listening to Nightside. Let's talk about either Tim Wakefield, Russ Francis, or both. Okay, I have a couple memories of both uh, guys. Um, I've been a season ticket holder for the Patriots for since 1991, I've never missed a game, home game, since then. But in my heart, the best Patriots team there ever was was the 1976 team. And 
Russ Francis, it's a shame those games aren't on video and easily viewable because at a time when they could mug the tight ends, this guy would always come up with the catch. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> one time I was at a signing and I talked to Steve Grogan and I told him, I said, everyone talks about the 2007 Patriots, but you guys were robbed. Uh, that 76 team, it's just hard to describe to people. They were they were peaking at the right time. They went to Oakland. They really should have won the game. There were multiple bad calls, including a really bad one on Russ Francis for holding. He was mugged. And uh, I never got over that season. I was uh, 14 or so at the time, and uh, it broke my heart. Yeah, And then I hope I'm remembering it right with Tim Wakefield. I, I went to one game of the 2004 ALCS. It was the blowout game. I think it was game three. And I think he soaked up a lot of innings so that the pitching staff would be able to be used later in the series. That's very true. that's what happened. Yeah, that is, that is absolutely true. Um, he brought He came in and he picked up... At least three or four innings, um, and uh, his earned run average probably suffered a little bit that night, but that kept um, a lot of the bullpen fresh, and, um, and and that contributed, I think, to them turning that series around to the Yankees. Remember, 2003, he was in in New York. He threw the pitch that, that Boone put out into left field in which yeah. the Yankees won, so, you know, you know, like anyone else who can who competes, you don't win them all. That's for sure. But what a what a guy of great style and grace. And to think that you lose two of these guys within a matter of really about twenty four hours is is shocking. Shocking. Yeah, it hit hard. And uh, I think for people like me that you know the O four team meant the world to my parents who are now deceased. Yeah. Uh, you know, and Wakefield being a part of that, it really hit hard today. Just. Uh, how much he really gave. Uh, I was surprised how hard it hit me. But uh, I also remember he got left off a couple postseason rosters, and everybody to a man on the team said that he never complained about it, even though he had tenure. And he, when he was left off, he you know, was there for the rest of the team. So this guy was real special. But both these guys were huge parts of my life. Yeah, I, I, mentioned, so. I mentioned that a little bit. And again, uh, as, as great as he was every once in a while, uh, uh, he, he didn't make that, that playoff roster. But in, in most cases, uh, then the next round, they, uh, they reactivated him, got him going. But he pitched in some incredibly important experiences. And let's hope uh, that if there is a place that's, that's better than where we are right now, uh, Tim is up there with your parents and other Red Sox fans celebrating up there his life as well as the 2004 and 2007 World Series. Absolutely. Thanks so much. I appreciate, Chris, you taking the time to call from Woodstock, Connecticut. Thanks, my friend. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Uh, let's keep rolling here. going to go to um, uh, Mossy from Mission Hill. Mossy from Mission Hill. Hey, Mossy, how are you? Oh, hey, Dan. I haven't talked to you in ages. I, I called you once. It was so long ago, the guest was Bonnie Frank. I think it was your first or second year. Well, I'll tell you, you got to call more often because if you, <laughs> if, you, if you space it out that far, I might not be here the next time you call, Mossy. Go ahead. I know, yeah. This is about Tim Wakefield. Oh, I love, I love that guy. 
we uh, about three summers ago, he was the nicest guy in the world. About three summers ago, we got a, a little Mission Hill Little League field was in bad shape, yep. and we got a lot of sponsors that they fixed it up. One of them um, was Subway Sub, and Tim was represent. He was a representative of Subway Sub. So we were up there. He went beyond the call of duty. We were up there, and it had to be about 40, 50, probably more than that, uh, little well, kids, little league kid age. And uh, and he was just so nice. And, and actually, some of the adults, like myself, I'm 73, they, they were probably more excited just to talk to him. Sure. And he just looked so I remember kids going up to him, and he, and he was up there at least two, God, it was a hot day, and he stayed. I know they went beyond the call of duty. And he was showing him, he was just showing him vividly how to, I'm, I'm making a motion with my hands, how to throw a knuckleball. Yeah, yeah. And he was just so polite. And the thing that I always remember, I remember talking to my friends. I said, I can't believe it. I said, this guy looks about 35. And he yeah. was just the nicest guy in the world. And I, and I had a I had a Subway sub to boot. <laughs> yeah, kept, him, kept himself in good shape. And, of course, I'm sure that he was showing the grip to the kids. Uh, you know, they call it a knuckleball, but it's very much a fingernail ball more than a knuckleball, if yeah. you know what I'm saying. you got to have really strong fingers and good, strong nails to dig into that ball so that when you let it go, you don't really throw it. You almost, again, push it forward. It's almost a pitch that you, you know, I, I don't know how to throw a knuckleball, but I know how to try to throw one. And you almost, you're not throwing it, you're almost pushing it. Uh, and, and hopefully the fact that the rotation is minimal, uh, the, the, the stitches uh, are, are affected by the air currents, and that is what causes causes the ball to move in unpredictable ways. So, well, yeah, well, I well just... described. I was, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was showing you as if we're on TV. I'm making a hand, uh, um, a hand, my hands grip like a knuckleball, but we're yeah. on radio. Not the That's American okay. sports can't see me. And the last thing I'll say, I'm looking at it right now. I have a Red Sox hat. I'm not an autograph guy, but I'm looking at it right now. He signed my hat, my Red Sox hat. I'm going to wear it tomorrow at Mike's Donuts. Well, good, good for you. Good for you. Now, look, Marcy, you got to be a little more frequent in your calls. I, know. I enjoyed the call very much. Okay, I know you listen. Oh, oh. Boy, the, I don't the, miss it. Yeah, I always. I'm, I'm watching like I do up, and I'm watching the the woeful Giants and uh, with the volume down. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. That's exactly, you know, all my, my good sports fans, they know how to watch a game without the volume, but feel free to call anytime. Thanks, Mossy. Talk to you okay, soon. Okay, okay. Bye, Dan. Bye-bye. Take a quick break. 617-254-1030, 888 I'd love to know, um, you know, your reflection of uh, maybe you bumped into Tim Wakefield, maybe you bumped into Russ Francis, uh, maybe you have a story you'd like to share. That's all we're looking to do here on Nightside, I think that is the best way that we can pay tribute to, to either or both of these gentlemen who were here and they were important contributors to the Boston sports scene. You know, the one thing about sports in New England is there's always hope. There's always hope. The long winters and all of that, it's, it's football 
hockey and basketball that pull us through those long winters and of course the hope for spring training sports i know that there are a lot of people who say to me why are you a sports fan i'm a sports fan because it is the purest form of entertainment that we can have yeah you can go to the movies you can go to plays you can go to the opera go to the go to the theater uh Go to the symphony, all of which is wonderful. But the thing, great thing about sports is there's that unpredictability. You never know. Whatever game you go to, you probably will see something you've never seen before, and you may get, you may see a win and a victory that you'll remember for the rest of your life. And I just, um, again, I, 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 um, I'm a sports fan. I, I make no bones about it, and I hope I'll hear from as many of you as possible between now and 10 o'clock. We intend to change topics at 10 so get in now 617-254-1030 uh 888-929-1030 those lines are filled up right now so stick with 617-254-1030 coming back on nightside nightside with dan ray on wbz boston's news radio back to the phones we go let's go to jeff and waltham hey jeff welcome back next time oh good to be back dan and uh You know, Wakefield was something quite special to me. I wanted to do a little reflecting on some uh, Wakefield uh, nostalgia. And first off, I wanted to extend my condolences to his family. Um, But, uh, you know, I've been a uh, longstanding Red Sox fan. Uh, I don't know how many countless hours I've spent at Fenway Park, but when Wakefield was pitching, it was an experience. you know, first, when I saw him pitch, he made me nervous, okay, initially, because, you know, the knuckleball goes in very slowly, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it, it looks That's a little bit like hit. batting practice. You know, appearance-wise, yeah. yeah. it looks a little bit like batting practice, the way it's thrown in. So I'd be very nervous when there'd be an important game on, and he'd throw his knuckleball in really, really slow. And uh, you know, it looks like about you know the bat's about to knock it out of the park. But then I came to understand more about the knuckleball that when it is pitched correctly, it's <laughs> it is really a really uh, an enormous challenge to hit because you don't know what it's. Does well, it's like trying dance. to hit a wiffle ball when you were a kid. You know, wiffle ball. Yeah, that something like that. Yeah, because it yeah. dances, and you know, it's as you said, it was unpredictable, and uh, it was exciting watching him pitch. Uh, and you know, once I understood the knuckleball, um, because it, it, you know, I, first off, I said, "Oh, a Wakefield's coming in. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is a cause for a little bit of." Uh, anxiety. For diehard He won, he won then, many more than he was, that's for sure. As it turned, yeah, of course. And as it turned out, uh, it was really a cause for rejoicing because he really had a command of the knuckleball uh, most of the time. And uh, I know I could never hit a knuckleball. <laughs> you know, if, if well, it was helpful if the wind's blowing out. Um, if you're, uh-huh. you know, which normally pitchers don't like. Uh, pitchers love when the wind is at their back, but when the wind's blowing out, that knuckleball will dance a lot better because there's more uh, resistance from the wind uh, by throwing the knuckleball into the wind. So, uh, yeah. everything about a knuckleball is different from a regular a regular game. It I mean, sure is. 
And if, if you got to throw a fastball and and the wind is 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 moving, you know, a little bit of a current, you, that's going to take a little bit of speed off the fastball. But, but more importantly, he was just a great human being. And, a, and I a understand great... that. You know, I I've come to learn that about him. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a major loss. It really is. And he was a great Red Sox. And. Uh, yeah, I he think he's going to be. I mean, look, the 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 actuarial tables were not kind to him. Uh, he he passed at fifty seven years of age. He should have had another, well, a minimum of twenty five to thirty five years to live. I mean, that's that's what's so cruel about it. I mean, he's a fifty seven sure. year old. It's man really who, unfortunate, um, uh, but uh, it's a loss. Same, same way with Russ Francis. I don't know if you're as big as I didn't know much fan. about him. I didn't know, wasn't really familiar Good with player, him. player, really tough but, player uh, for the Patriots, uh, as I'm mm -hmm. sure some folks will uh, will testify to. Jeff, I appreciate it as always. You check it in. You're a loyal listener. Well, I appreciate the airtime. and. Uh, Call more Thank you off, very okay? much. It's always good talking with you. Thank you, Jeff. We'll talk soon. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. Let me go to a Mike up in Wilmington, Massachusetts. Mike, you're next on Nightside. Go right ahead. Remembering Tim Wakefield and Russ Francis. Hi, Dan. It's a pleasure. Uh, it's probably my second time ever calling a sports oh. radio or any type of talk show, oh. to tell you the truth. Well, this but. is not sports radio, my friend, but we're, but I I, we're talking is. about two Two very uh, big contributors to to Boston sports and to and and to this uh, this community in in many respects and certainly in Tim Wakefield's case, incredible contributions both on and off the field. Well, I had the pleasure of driving Tim Wakefield uh, before the 2004 season. Really? And uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, he got in the car and. Uh, what a gentleman! He was just a a, a great guy. What were the uh, we circumstances? Were you, were you a limo driver or a cab yeah, driver? Yeah, there was a limo driver back then. Yeah, and, and, and uh, so him up. yeah, and uh, he actually got in the car. He you know, had a nice conversation. We talked about the the knuckleball, and I was a ball player back in the day too. And I thought I could throw a knuckleball, so maybe with the wiffle ball, you know. A knuckle oh, yeah. curve with the wiffle ball back then, but uh, he told me how he did it. He um, he formed calluses where his um, like his nail and yeah. the skin, and, yeah. and and it just grew and it scabbed over, yeah. and that's how he did it. And I didn't know that. Uh, he told me right from the source. Uh, how, well, it's how really not. It. Yes, it's inappropriately named because they really not. It's not the knuckle. It's the it's the fingernails that are digging in. That's right. And over time, in spring training, he used to, yeah, he used to, you know, sometimes even get infected or whatever, and it scabbed over, and that's how he threw it. Wow! Which so was now, great. were you were you picking him picking him up to head to the ballpark, or or what were the no? He was probably doing something with the Dana Faber or something. Okay. That's that's the guy he was. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's probably doing a make a wish, or you know, he was involved with the community, which is great. Um, but at the end of the trip, you know, after we, you know, talked about the knuckleball and a few other things, and it was before 2004, and I said, hey, make sure you get one for us. And he said, I'll do the best I can. I think we'll get you one. 
something something on that. It was a long time yeah. ago, you know. But he said, "Well, people, oh, we'll, you know, we'll people get take you one." It, you know? People take it for granted now. Younger people think, "Well, you know, the Red Sox normally win, you know, a couple of times a decade. They won in '04, and they won in '07, uh, in and they won in '13, and they won in '18." I mean, now they feel like we're in a drought because they haven't won for five or six years. Uh, those of us who have been around before knew that, hey, it's a long time between uh, 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 1912 and <laughs> you know, well, I have a 20, I have a 21 year old, and there was so, I mean, at one ACL uh, championship, it was the championship, and it was probably we had eight championships in with all the sports with the Celtics and the, the yeah. Patriots. And I'm looking at him. He comes out and gets a, like a one. I said, do you know what's going on here? This, he said, yeah, they're in the ACL uh, championship. Like it was nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? So I'm, like if that was me as a kid when I was 14, 15, I'd be glued to the to the TV, you know? Yeah. But, yeah Tim and Wake, the other, you know, the other thing, too, Stanley. is that I haven't really heard anybody who call in tonight so far about Russ Francis, but – I remember watching the Patriots. I, mean, I watched too. the Patriots, and they played at Fenway yep. Park in the 1960s. But even before Russ Francis came along, but you know they had some great players: Steve Grogan, Russ, Fan- Russ Francis, Pete Brock. Yeah. They had they Sam had great. Bam Cunningham. Yeah. yeah, Sam Bam Cunningham. Sam Bam. John Hanna, betcha. probably the best. John yeah. Hanna, Leon Gray. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I've had yeah, I've Russ had great. J- John Hanna uh, and Steve Grogan uh, on the show, but. People who only are in their twenties or thirties, well, don't the Patriots always win the Super Bowl most most years? Right. I mean, it's just <laughs> perspective. <laughs> you know? Sure is. Sure is. Uh, well, look, that's that is great story, Mike. Um, it's yeah. it's wonderful that you had that one opportunity with with Tim Wakefield. It's those moments that you can treasure for the rest of your life, and um, that's why I called. Well, and Mike, I'm so happy you did. You're exactly the type callers that a caller that I'm looking for tonight on this one. That's for sure. We'll change topics. We'll get back to more politics and all of that. But everybody always says to me, "Well, you want? Well, you can you do different type topics?" Well, here's a different topic. Yeah. So, folks, if you want to join the fun, the conversation in a different topic, take follow Mike's cue. Hey, Mike, thanks so much <laughs> for calling. Hey, you too. Take care. Talk to you soon. Great. Bye. Good night. 617-254-1030, and 617-931-1030. It's very true. A lot of times people will say, well, you know, you talk a lot of politics and all of that, but, boy, we should talk to other stuff, you know. And so here we're talking a little sports and a little Patriots. Um, it's a sad story for Patriots fans and for Red Sox fans, and I invite you to join the conversation. We're gonna, uh, we'll go to uh, 10 o'clock. Got a couple of open lines if you'd like, 617-254-1030, and 617-931-1030. When I come back, I got Chris in East Bridgewater, and I got Nick in Winchester. Ladies, the, so the lines are wide open for all of you to call in and talk about uh, your memory of uh, of Tim Wakefield or of Russ Francis, I'm sure many of you had a crush on Russ Francis back in the ni- back in the day. Coming back on Nightside right after this. You're on Nightside with Dan Ray on WBZ Boston's News Radio. Back to the phones we go. Let's go to Chris down in East Bridgewater. Hey, Chris, welcome. Next on Nightside, how are you? Uh, doing well, Dan. As always, thanks for taking my call. Um, You're very welcome. Your I thoughts would say, on Tim? Um, Right uh, Tim, it's um, 
there was a period for a little while, and I don't go to a lot of games, but I used to go to a game every year, so always seemed like he would be the starter when I went there, which, which was a good thing. I always enjoyed watching him. Yeah. Um, really, really, you know, way too soon, especially when you consider that, you know, he wasn't one of those stars of any kind, you know, that got into the partying lifestyle or anything like that, like so many that do, you know. Yeah. That no, he seemed, to, he seemed to take care of himself and also – in his post career, he always looked in great shape, uh, and and certainly yeah. was so cognizant of uh, how important it was to try to you know fight against cancer. And I mean, it's it's almost yeah. as if cancer, almost as if cancer took it out on him. It was like cancer somehow had a mind of its own and said, "This is a guy I got to take out because he's such an effective anti-cancer warrior." Do you know what I'm saying when I say wow. that? Yeah, you said you said it perfectly, and um, you know he was always conscious, not just with that, but you know of his image. You never heard of him getting any trouble or doing stupid things like so many other you know heroes of ours do. Yeah, um, I, I wasn't as much into football growing up, um, but uh, you know, fun fact about Russ Francis, I, I was a wrestling fan. Yes, and um, yeah, no, he was exactly in a battle war. Sure, yeah. Uh, yep, WrestleMania too. He was in the uh, they had a WWF and. NFL players, uh, Refrigerator Perry was in there. I think Bill Fralick was another one. Um, I, I know Russ didn't win because Andre the Giant was in that, and he always won those. Of course, of course. Um, <laughs> but Russ Francis was a big guy too, six six. I mean, he was he was no wallflower. No, he he wasn't going to be an easy guy to throw out of a ring. But considering Andre was six feet six inches, anyways, taller and twice his weight. You yeah. weren't moving him without an army, although a lot of the NFL guys, I think, tried to get him out and fail. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, to touch upon what you said, too, about, you know, just that, that, you know, when these people pass, it's kind of a sign for us. Yeah. Um, that totally, you know, resonated with me. You know, as I mentioned, I'm a wrestling fan. And, you know, back in the 90s and early 2000s, a lot of the guys started passing away around 40 years old. And I was like... You know, this is way too soon, especially as I get older. I'm like, man, these guys barely even lived. Well, of course, a lot um, of those guys, unfortunately, were, we, we found out subsequently were involved in um, chemical enhancement. Uh, that, too, or of a partying lifestyle. Or, yeah, right, sure. Um, a lot of them had pain medication addictions, too, because they weren't getting paid if they weren't wrestling, so they wanted to get back in the ring as fast as they no, could when they true. were injured. No, that, that, just that's, that's, one, that's one of those occupational hazards. I agree with you on that one. That's for sure. Totally. Well, Chris, um, appreciate you appreciate yeah, your call, particularly uh, your, your comments yeah. on, on Russ Francis, because I'll tell you, I don't know how good a wrestler he was, but he was one heck of a tight end. Yeah, he, um, I think, I forget if it was him or Refrigerator in that one, that just you know, got into the three point stance and just shoulder tackled guys right out of his way, and boy, did they hit the mat hard! <laughs> <laughs> I bet they did. I bet they did. The fridge. Hey, Chris, yep. appreciate your call. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure as always, Dan. Talk soon. Right back at you. Good night. Let me go to Nick in Winchester, Massachusetts. Nick, next on Nightside. Go right ahead, Nick. Hey, Dan. How you doing, buddy? Long time. Um. Thank you. Just a sad day. Uh, Wake was a friend of mine. I worked at Fenway oh. 14 years. Yeah. Wow. Um, I talked to you previously about it. Um, 
and he always would come by whenever he was in the building. And I last spoke with him on September 14th. He said, Nick, please pray for me. I said, what's the matter, buddy? He said, I'm going in tomorrow. I'm having surgery. He said, just pray for me. That's all I want you to do. Yeah. And, and you're right. His surgery was on September 15th. It's been now been disclosed. Yeah. I, and um, he was with Jim Rice. They were walking over, and Jimmy was just shaking his head, you know, to the fact that he would open up that much. But he was yeah. just that kind of person. Well, one one thing that that has not been in the paper so far is how long ago he got diagnosed with this. I mean, it's I believe from bits and pieces I'm hearing from friends that it's been close to a year. Really, wow. and it got progressively worse in the past couple of months. Yeah, wow. and then you know, unfortunately, two weeks he's gone. Yeah, but uh, that's I was just totally devastated yesterday. Oh, Nick, I'm and, so sorry. Uh, Thank, thanks for calling and sharing that story because um, I can hear it in your voice, my friend. I can hear it in your voice. And um, uh, that that sort of call means a lot to me, and I really hope it means a lot to my audience too, Nick. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Have a great night. You too. Thanks, my friend. Wow. That's tough. Dennis and Everett. Dennis, want to get you and one more in. Dennis, go right ahead. How are you, Dan? Yeah, it's a very sad time for Red Sox Nation. Wake was great. He was he was great. He was a great person on the field and off the field. I don't, I loved him. Yeah. And we all did, so that's all I gotta say, brother. You got it. You said it well as always, Dennis. I appreciate it. Right to the point. Thank you, my friend. All right. Have a good night, Dan. Thank you. You, you too. Thank you. Let me go to John in the Middleborough. John, you're gonna wrap the hour for us. Go right ahead, John. Good evening, Dan. Um, I'm calling about Tim. Well, I knew Russ Francis. I watched him as a, as a young man, and he was unbelievable. But Tim Wakefield, um, in 1998, my grandson got hit by a truck in Rockland, Mass., Kevin. Yeah. And he was in the Children's Hospital for 60 days and then 40 days uh, um, over to um, a Franciscan. Yep. And... Tim Wakefield came in, signed a baseball for him, spoke to all of us, as well as his little uh, sister, stayed there for I don't know how long, was so kind and so wonderful. Uh, the Herald took a picture of it, and it was in the Herald the next day. And wow. um, my grandson survived. Um, he was six at the time. He's now 34, but unfortunately, he's still six years old. And he's the most wonderful kid. And um, I still have that picture of him with Tim Wakefield on my mirror. Oh, and uh, I'll never forget it, the kindness he showed. Well, John, th thank you for sharing those um, two last two or three calls, um, really even going back to Chris and East Bridgewater. Thank all of you. And, John, thank you very much. It ended. I'm so sorry your, your grandson went through this, but, boy, it just shows what sort of a guy Tim Wakefield was. He had a big heart, um, and uh, yes, we're going to miss him, miss him dearly. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it, and I listen to you every night. Thank you, my friend. Uh, thank you so much. To all who called, thank you. Thank you. 
um, to those who, who didn't call. I wish you had. Uh, but we're going to go back to um, politics right after the 10 o'clock news. going to talk about the, um, the government shutdown that wasn't right after the 10.